0: Hello, welcome, this is Pastor Deborah, and this is Mental Health and the Forever Person Webcam. This is a new series for Pastor Deborah, and it will also become a podcast on the Mental Health Radio News Network, but I'm just going to have a little introduction for you that you will see. And then I'll get into the teaching. Mental health, as you can see, and the forever person. These two are connected. And this is going to be a series of webcams podcast entitled One Plus One Plus One One Equals One. It's a new math and it's a strange math. But I'm going to talk about this for several series episodes, so that you will be able to see at a little deeper level who you are, who others are, what mental health is to this system of three that are one, and what the forever person is to the system of mental health and. Hello again, Pastor Deborah. Mental Health and the Forever Person, Episode 4. Hope you're ready to listen to some deep, deep stuff. We're still talking about this one right there, that one, the soul, the hidden man. I'm going to give you a few characteristics of that guy. Uh, yes wait oh, wait oh, okay everybody took a long break sorry about that come on in everybody oh my goodness I got some people from Iran uh, where are you from Pakistan and you Syria Assad's government well okay and you Putin's okay Ah, Kim Jong Young I got you you just sit right there because it's going to help you to understand yourself and your father and your grandfather and what's going on in your land I work with some wonderful leaders you may not think they're wonderful they're ignorant they have some issues as we all know and my job is to sort of work behind the scenes. One of the best ways to describe who I am is if everybody will go watch the movie called The King's Speech. It came out a few years ago, and it was about King George during World War II. And in his early years, he was treated very badly. He was the second son of his brother, Edward. And he was never to become the king. He had a lot of bad child abuse. He ended up with a stuttering problem if he had to talk to people. Well, his brother Edward advocated to marry Mrs. Wallace Simpson. And George became the king, which is how we got Queen Elizabeth and Prince William now. And I met uh, Prince William and Harry and Prince Charles years and years ago in some unique ways. But what happened was During that time of King George, he had this childhood trauma abuse that caused him to stutter. And his wife, his loving wife, knew he had to talk on the radio because that's all they had back then. And he needed help. And she couldn't trust the people in the kingdom and his doctors because she knew what had happened to him. So she went and found a private speech therapist, wonderful man. And she went and asked him would you help the king to improve his speech. So the king went what was a rocky start. Cuz this speech therapist, he didn't really care if he was the king. His job was to help him to talk better. But these two became friends, and upon the death of Queen Elizabeth's mother, the speech therapist family released a letter. These two, the King George and the speech therapist, they worked together for years. And the job of the speech therapist to, was to work privately behind closed doors with the king and help him to deal with his childhood traumas, his fears, his issues. got to be a best friend. The speech therapist was no threat to take over the king's ships, the king of England's job. He wasn't a royal, he was just a loving person who was going to help the king. So, what the speech therapist did is he worked behind the scenes to help the king improve himself because he had to talk on the radio. So, every time the king would have to go and talk on the radio, the speech therapist was there standing. Off so you couldn't see him, encouraging him, smiling at him, giving him hope and courage, reminding him how to talk. But the speech therapist stayed in the background. He didn't try to take uh, walk alongside the king. His job was to promote the king and to help him be better and to speak to the nation during World War II. That the nation would feel safe. Because this man, this king, who didn't want to be king. Who was never planned to be king. They would feel safe with him. If They would feel safe. The shepherd, the king, was on duty. And they could hear it in his voice. His courage, his strength came through his voice just on the radio. And that speech therapist was there to lift him up glorify him, help him become better. And now the speech therapist also became like his counselor because there was some ick in King George's life that caused him to stutter. And they stayed together for years. And the speech therapist would be so proud and happy when his sort of son spoke on the radio with clear voice, no stuttering, sounded authoritative, you could be safe, it was tough, gave the best talk to the nation over the radio. And everybody loved the king. Not only the king's wife, the king and the speech therapist really knew what was going on, really knew all the details of the king's life. There were many tears and anger and arguments. But the king somehow knew that man, that speech therapist, was there just for me. He wasn't going to try to take over the government that I control and take my place. He's there to help me be better so I can be a shining light, bright. My voice can be strong to the nations. That is sort of what I do with my kings and my psychiatrists and the leaders of the world the governments, I'm like that speech therapist behind the scenes working with them, you guys see the ick but I'm going to work behind the scenes, they know that I'm already, I don't want to rule their countries, because I already rule everything anyway, as a spiritual king, from that kingdom of heaven that you learned about in some other things I'm trying to help them be better, treat their people better we got a lot of work to do. So welcome to all my kings, my crown princes, my little ones, and all the living gardens. So glad to see you here. So today, in this episode four, we're going to continue our talk about the soul, the hidden man. I told you on the last one, I was going to give you a few characteristics of this guy. That the five senses have developed, trained, Taught, raised up, so to speak, been the hidden man's parents is its culture. Well, the first thing is the lust of the eyes. This guy has a set of eyes. When the biological eyes look around at anything, it sees things. Pretty things, ugly things. Pictures are going in. The eyes are always lusting for pictures. Always wanting to look. Why? It's a sense. That is their nature. The eyes are like a camera. And this hidden man that's down here, as we talked in the deep subconscious, the only way he can see out into the world is through his five senses. So he will, he wants to look. It's like being in a submarine. You can't see what's above because you're in the submarine. You've got to look through the periscope. So that's sort of what the hidden man, excuse me, one of those itches, what the hidden man does, he looks through the periscope of his eyes. And the hidden man has ears. And he has to use that as like, you're on, again, a submarine. You have to have radio waves. You're communicating out to the world by radio waves. And you get information in. You can also tell where your enemy is by radar. You're in the submarine. Deep under the water Can't see anything But you're dependent on your ears Guys sitting at the radio thing To hear with their ears The little bleeps To know where the enemy ships are Ears Also this guy Is the lust of the flesh The whole physical body Wants to feel pleasure Loves it Our nerve endings in our whole body Our whole body is an organ Of pain or pleasure That's all about all it can feel and it either sends uh, those signals back to the brain, and certain, maybe my psychiatrist would tell us, it signals of pain or pleasure. So this guy that's down here, like at the submarine, is he lives down here under the water, and he can only look up through a periscope. He can only listen through the radar, but he has to. He wants to live. But he lives down here in that submarine world, blocked away from other people. Every once in a while, you know a submarine will come up and surface, throw away garbage, come out to the top tower, look around, cruise around for a while, you know how that goes, and then back down. So this hidden man lives most of his life down here under the water in the dark, totally relying on his five senses. Now, if you live down under the water all your life in a submarine, you might have some messed up minds down there, emotions, because you're not living a normal life. You're not out here with the consciousness. Seeing all this beautiful stuff, you're having to depend on the signals coming through. So what also is, there's one more area, that this hidden guy, because he thinks he's really great, He's got all it is pride. It's called the pride of life. He goes, I'm down here. I'm the boss of this stuff up here. I can hide if I want to. I am. It's, it's me. It's all about me. So this guy, because he lives in that dark, hidden world, we'll call it the submarine world, just so everybody understands, becomes very selfish. It's all about me what I can see, what I can get. Because I'm down here by myself, believe it or not, I don't have a whole submarine of people. I'm out here on this ship by myself with all these gadgets and things, don't know how to work them, and I'm all alone. And my only contact is up through the senses to this world, but I'm down here. So this guy develops an attitude of, I want things for me. I want to live. I want to be happy. It's me, 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 because there ain't anybody else around. So his nature is me, selfishness. I don't care about anybody else. I've lived in this submarine down here, born there, in the darkness, and I want a life. And the only way I get it is through my senses. And then I have to live down here with myself. And when I get a chance to poke up and come up on top of the surface and see what the real world, I probably don't like it. But I develop this attitude in the submarine of me. It's all about me and what I want. And I have to control my whole environment in the submarine. I have to control the what comes in so I become a control person then what happens I want to be up here but I can't I live down here so I become jealous envious of everybody who's living up here or maybe they're having better experiences when I come up to surface and I see some people loving each other and enjoying the beauty. And I haven't seen any beautiful thing in all my life. And since this is ugly, nasty junk, I become jealous and envious of the other people. I don't like them being happy. I want them to. Be, I want to be up there, but I can't be. So jealousy selfishness, wanting to control the environment where he lives so he feels sort of safe. But when you live down here and you have those characteristics and you pop up, the only thing you know how to do is control the environment and people. And you're jealous of everybody out here. And everything that was in you down here, I'm the boss. I want to be the boss. I want to be that. I got all this stuff comes up with you, and you have to now consciously control other people because you're going to try to make sure that you the boss, you the big one, because that's how your senses, your ancestors culture trained you to be that's all you know so you will come up and you will enslave other people and you will control everything and you will not allow anybody to have any other opinions but you and if they dare step out of line in any way we see that right now in China because China's government is not one of agape love. China kicked the higher powers out except some ancient ancestors dealing with unity. We're all going to be one. And if I have to force you, whoever's in control, you have to study some of the ancient. Uh, Marco Polo actually went to China on trade. Trade and business has been a part of this world it is the wonderful way that many messages traveled on the trade routes. A lot of people walked the trade routes, camels and stuff. Marco Polo came from Venice and he went to China and he met all them. And at that time, the Catholic Church was up. <clears throat> excuse me. And the Chinese government wanted to have Marco Polo send back some priests and Catholics to learn about it, but he didn't. It screwed up. And then if you study some of, there's a good movie called China Cry about the Chinese revolutions and about Britain coming in. And you will understand a lot of history of what's going on in China today. But basically what happened is China is trying, says North Korea, to have unity. One voice. Everybody's sort of happy. And how you do that is if they won't do it willingly, you force them. And you make uh, you take a few people. You make examples of them. That's not good leadership. That's not good leadership. That's not how you lead. And you make your country prosperous and happy. That's not a good king. So this guy, when he comes up, that is who most of us see. That's most of our leadership who we see. He becomes a tyrant he wants to be the boss because he's been the boss of himself in darkness doesn't know anything else his senses, his words his culture, his faith, everything so its taught him this is how you do it and it's all about me staying in, in the leadership staying there which also goes back to some other things and what happens is This guy, right here, excuse me, he is not a nice guy. His nature is formed by the five senses, whatever it was born with. And then it gets into leadership, and it brings all that ick with it. So this guy, he's a mess. And we see it all over the world. Excuse me, just a minute. <clears throat> okay. This guy, the soul man, he is going to rule himself. It's nation, companies, families, businesses, with only one goal, self-preservation. It's all about me, what I want, how I want to make myself feel happy, because what I believe is more important than anything else. So the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life have all taught They have been teachers and tutors to this hidden man that lives in the submarine. And when his chance comes, he takes all of that into the seen world. We all see it. And then we all look at them. Oh, they're a dictator. They're authoritarian. We see it right now with China. It ain't pretty. We see that this soul guy runs governments. Kingdoms, countries, businesses. I'm going to have to talk to some kings about if you don't treat your workers right, you end up with labor unions. We had it here in America. Then the bosses who put the money up, who aren't willing to give up some money, some other profit, And they really don't care about the workers. They just want the money. The labor unions come up. And they will be forced by law, by public pressure, by world government pressure to change their practices towards their workers. That is not good leadership. Leadership empowers workers to want to do right. So you don't get Another billion dollars. What you gonna do? Miss a boat? You got enough money to do whatever you want to, but if you, this guy right here, he's greedy, wants more, more. Got a great teaching called The Fires of Lust. I've got it type it get it up on the website it's about how this lust of wanting devouring i want more i want more it's like a fire you can't put it out it just grows and grows and it'll deceive you it serves things on silver platters and that's what happens to a lot of people in business the lust of making money and profits is so powerful They'll kill anything that gets in the way. They'll steal secrets. They don't care about the workers. They'll move their companies into nations where they hardly pay the people because that lust and that greed to serve that God called money is more powerful than the love of people or the planet or sharing because selfishness is involved because this guy the soul, they hidden man he is in charge he's ruling the day you see it in sports competition who's going to be the Super Bowl who's going to be the top Wimbledon winner, who's going to win the camel's race, who's going to run the horse race Whose dog's going to win the race, what chicken's going to win who's the best boxer That's pride, selfishness. It's sort of the right thing, wanting to be the best that you can be, be associated with winners, be on the winning team. Those are not bad things. But it's how this hidden man does it. And if that becomes more important than anything else, then we had a mess. We're right here the hidden man. Now I believe <clears throat> I believe in my the last episode I talked about this hidden man because of the senses coming in, the trauma and the torture and abuse. The culture, the darkness that sets him He will disassociate He he doesn't know it But he has connections to another level That Freud called the unconscious It's the spirit, the forever person This guy's got the power to do things Now, he's also in darkness. He don't know who he is either. He's even more separated. He's cut off from his higher power. He can be contacted by a power, but it ain't the higher power. It's a dark power. He's the one that's down here that feels one with this hidden man, has the same nature, met a lot of them. They ain't pretty people. But you start pouring in some love and kindness, all this system slowly if you watch that movie The King's Speech you'll see how the love of the speech therapist had to stand against all the attacks, the fears of the king, George because he was angry he was hurt, he was wounded and he had, sometimes they didn't even do speech therapist the speech therapist just sat next to him on the side The guy cried, talked. It just became the two of them. And the wife, she helped. But this was a relationship built on mutual respect and need. And the speech therapist's job was to take that king privately and help him, teach him, encourage him. Stand with him when he has to make decisions Because it's a lonely, lonely place When you're the leader You can't trust anybody can't even trust your wives, your kids You're replaceable So you hang on tight Kim Jong, you you can tell people about that can't even trust your uncles You'll kill people That speak up against you Because this guy Wants to be at the top He's got something in him that says I'm supposed to be the ruler of the nation but he's going about it all the wrong way. So the speech therapist became a minister, a counselor, pastor to the king. The rest of the people didn't know about it. It was all done quietly on the side. The king would just leave and go to the speech. But when it was time for the king to make a national speech, the therapist was there with him, smiling at him encouraging him, giving him hope. He had trained him. He had worked with him, practiced with him. They had cried together, hugged. They were friends. But the speech therapist was to put the king's reputation and glory out in front of the nation so the whole nation would feel safe with this man. His voice would shine out power and strength and safety. They could get through the war Knowing this man was the king He was making the decisions They felt they were protected And that speech therapist This great movie The king's speech Won an academy award Was right there with the king And he backed him up And they stayed friends for years And the job of that speech therapist Was to work behind the scenes to love on him, help him through these times. Help him to become better than what he was, because he needed a lot. Excellent movie, *The Three Faces of Eve*. Great movie about a psychiatrist staying with this precious lady who had these parts, no matter what, for years. And that love and that bond help bring healing. I read a book one time, a true story, about a psychiatrist. love you guys. <laughs> and this lady had been severely, severely sexually and physically abused, the only one in the family, in a German family. And she ended up in psychiatry as an adult. She had all these multiple personalities. She was a mess. She'd gone to a lot of psychiatrists, you know, insurance paid. And then when the insurance ran out, they said, can't see you anymore, sorry. Because she was just a client. If you don't have any money, I don't really like you, don't want you. I'm only in to helping people for the money. That's all. So she found one psychiatrist and he said she started with him and her insurance ran out. But he didn't let go of her. He said, don't worry. You just keep coming. I don't worry about the money. Because I love you as a human being who has troubles. I'll be here for you. And what started happening was she started healing. Not there in the office, but at home. And I asked my higher power, God the Most High, what was going on? He never prayed with her. They never talked about the word. They just did regular psychiatry. And he told me, he said, when the atmosphere of love, agape love, is there between two humans, and one of them needs a lot of that stuff, another one gives it freely and charges no money for it. That is the atmosphere this God of agape love can work in. And he told me I will do the healing because the right atmosphere is there between these two people. I work in that. And I will get glory out of this icky stuff that happened. That what was meant for evil and harm, I will turn it in that realm that nobody can see in. I will bring healing because the foundation of the relationship between the psychiatrist and this person that had been so abused was based on humanity's love for another human. No money was exchanged. It was a genuine, just agape love of a human who was hurting. God said, I can work in that. I'll get my glory. My agape love will heal. You have provided the right atmosphere. I will come in and do the work without a prayer, without going to church, without bowing down for six days, without doing anything. And I learned the value of loving another human who's hurt. That's what that speech therapist showed us with the king, King George. But this guy He don't love anybody but himself, selfish, jealous of everybody, fearful of being taken down, doesn't want to lose power, which goes back to one of the other episodes. He don't want to be a slave himself. But he doesn't know how to rule through agape love, is afraid to. And you see what's happening now in many countries. And it hurts all of our hearts and our leaders are stuck and they're in a system that they grew up with, a hidden man, and he doesn't know what to do. So what Pastor Deborah's job is is to go into that forever person and the soul with words of love and kindness and start pouring in that love start teaching, just like I'm doing now. This guy, he may not ever change. He's the most selfish, self-centered. He will sacrifice his own family. I have known people to prostitute their own children for money. They want some drugs, I'll sell my daughter to six Mexicans to be raped and I'll get $6,000. Parents who are desperate for money, for anything, will sell their children. Now that is uh, ancient customs. If you go back and study ancient book back in the Old Testament, Ruth, she was a Moabite. She was sold by her family to the priesthood for food to many kids. Because females really were not accepted it depended on how the inheritance rules went. If the inheritance had to pass from man to man to man, the female, all she, we needed her for was to breed men. And if you could not breed men and you only bred females, well, then you are not valued. And you see that a lot uh, with King Henry the Eighth Trying to have a male heir because that was the law. I had to marry lots of women. And the one that survived was Queen. Okay, was Queen Elizabeth the So people's inheritance laws, who can rule, all determine if you if you value females or males. Who's supposed to rule? This guy he is dependent, he's not a nice guy but we can work with him some but this guy his character is selfishness jealousy lust of the eyes that's where you see all the wars we see it in Germany, World War I World War II, they believed they had a concept, we are the master race and we are to dominate all of Europe So they went to military battle to try to make that happen. That's called lust. That didn't work. Pushed them back. So guess what happened? They came up with another idea called the European Union. And they sucked everybody in. And the European Union controls everything. It's just another. And guess where it came from? Germany. Now we got a mess. We got England trying to get out. But you got some trying to keep it in? People are not free. Control of governments, trade, nations, people, culture, migration, immigration is that guy. Control. Domination. Do as I say. We're the boss. You didn't elect us got a lot of unrighteous people and my job is to teach you about this guy which we all have him now mine died that's another whole story called it's time I just told the crown prince of Dubai to go read it because it tells you about the death of that part of me that guy has to die and a new one has to be birthed in us that comes from the spiritual part of us filled with agape love and replaces this guy but this guy don't want to go he'll fight you and I can spot it it's called the flesh the man of the flesh and the man of the flesh can be religious and that's what religion is it's just working with that dude right there they'll control you This episode is to just talk more about the characteristics of this guy, his nature, give you some of those movies to watch, and of course the um, trilogy of The Matrix, excellent if you watch all three, you will learn about programs and purpose, and how when someone is programmed from the senses to the brain, to the hidden man it believes whatever it's given and until you can the spirit part of you that was nailed breaks free and you have teachers and tutors working with you that know what have been freed themselves and then you start rediscovering and you deal with your unbelief your doubt and your fears this guy that selfish jealous flesh natural man is the boss of your body, your spirit, and your soul. And it rules governments and kingdoms and families. It's in the universities. It's in politics. It's in trade. It's in business. That kind. And when you see uprising of people, workers, they're saying, you're not treating us as equal. You don't value us. You don't like us. We're just slaves to you because this guy, that natural man, will enslave anything, animals, resources, people, to get what he wants. So this is episode four about the nature of the soul the hidden man and some of his characteristics. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'm so happy all of you came. I know people won't believe it, but I might get some phone calls from some government officials, but we don't worry about that. been dealing with them for a long time. Did you know that for many, many years I've had satellites trained on my house? Because I move in the realm, but they can't follow me. But I work with national leaders and governments and kings, and I have relationships with strange people. And it's not the normal way. But I try to use movies to help you, like The King's Speech, The Matrix, The Three Faces of Eve, to understand yourself and other people. There's going to be a great movie. I think I'm going to be able to tell the people in the Middle East to watch it. I watched it years ago. i got to re-watch it to make sure. I don't like to tell anybody to watch a movie. I need to know what the foundation part of it is so you can see it when you watch it because there's so much hidden revelations in them about yourself, other people, nations, the world, governments, systems, the bad guys, the good guys, spiritual things. It's all there. Because the one who gives these uh, dreams and these stories to, he's talking to them. He's showing them through dreams and visions, imagination. He's trying to talk to us and teach us and help us to be better than what we are. So a lot of people just need education. And then that guy, Richard, we have to deal with him. And that's where a lot of your prisons and your police, they deal with that guy and your physical body because you won't get it under control because this guy is not going to let anything control him unless it benefits himself. And then it gets out of whack and we have to lock him up. He hurts people. Why can't they control themselves? Why do they need look at a lady? Why do they give in to the sexual urges to rape them? What's the problem? Don't know. So, mental health and the forever person, we're just right here. The next episode, I'll go a little bit into the third part, the forever person. Give you a couple episodes on him. So we sort of have an introduction to all three parts and sort of how they're working. And then we can go deeper into the stuff. All right. This ends Episode 4 of Mental Health and the Forever Person. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope everybody that came enjoyed it. And I'm going to try to get them both up as quick as I can. And more is coming. And remember, you can go to the website, org, And there should be, my son is getting uh, two sets of Podcast one will be for agape love more spiritual if you click on that you'll come up with a rose and it's more spiritual king kingdom stuff and then there'll be another set of icons that will take you to the mental health and the forever person which there'll be a blue person there and they'll have these on it and so you can go back and forth as you want to one is a little bit less spiritual than the other and um And I'll have the webcams up for you also. Love all of you. I'm so glad you're coming and you're listening and you're watching. I love my kings and leaders. We have work to do. And we'll get you straightened out so you will be happy. And your nation will be happy. Your people will be happy. And you will be the righteous king you're always supposed to be. Not what you are today. All right. Love you guys. Love. This is Pastor Deborah. Copy Love Ministries. Love is here. This is the Mental Health and the Forever Person podcast and webcam. I'll leave it up so you can look at it a little bit. Love to you. <laughs>